following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. It's Lupin and the mother of all mysteries on this episode of the Toonami Fable Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Editorial writer, Happy Crow Kitty. And... Another editorial writer, V-Lord GTZ. And bringing up the rear... A third editorial writer who's laughing at that pun, Laser Kid. And my cat's here to join us. (laughs) What, What is the name of your cat? Kyrie. Kyrie, oh, it's cute. Yes, and and of course, she's a black cat. Of course, that is on brand. <laughs> it's on brand. Yes. yes. So, once again, Lupin has ran off into the sunset, running away from Zenigata, but we got to talk about half a season. And I'm not going to belabor the point. Uh, a lot of things happen. I'm not going to talk a lot about them but there are certainly things that we want to talk about. So here we go with the second half of Lupin the Third, part six, part two. The better half, no question. The good half. I uh, like the first half, but I don't love uh, yeah. it. I love this Yeah, half. Yeah, I think this is the, the stronger half. Though I think it suffers from a similar problem of not quite sticking the finish. But not as bad as the Holmes arc did. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There are things that I liked about the Holmes arc, but... Mm. I like the, I like the concept. Until it's, until yes, the concept is, the concept so is so good. Great. The execution, not so much. I, I yeah. really feel like the Holmes arc would have been better if they just used what they had better. Because I loved it, it until the end. But pretty much, they had they had all of the makings of a good first half, and they um, didn't execute, so. Yeah. And that is unfortunate. And it really makes you wish that this is not the last we'll see of Holmes, considering uh, a little run-in with the professor at the end of this half. I do wonder what could be in store in the I future. I was really hoping they'd rope him back in when they when, when that happened. I'm like, "Oh, oh, are we going to do well, something we, cool?" He makes an appearance. He makes an appearance at the at the end arc of part 2. I seem to recall. And I was I remember I was like really confused. I was like, "Wait, what?" And then I made the connection, "Oh, that he's Moriarty, I remembered, and he's trying to help because he wants Lupin to be in his right mind or whatever." Yeah, he said something about not wanting uh, Lupin off the board. Right. No, that was more yeah. Moriarty. Yeah, I knew yeah, Moriarty. Like I saw that. They're setting him up for a, yeah, like, They just call him the, the professor, but we know it's Bashon and Moriarty. Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally <laughs> caught that. I thought you were saying Holmes was there. Which is which is even more Bashonin than Moriarty the Patriot Moriarty. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Put those two in a room and just, you know, watch Fangirl's Fang. <laughs> he, he's he like a little... Crossover. He ha- he, he's totally, like, looks like a little, like, Shonen Prince character. Like, he's like yeah. a pretty boy. It's yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely right. Also... It doesn't fit at all. My absolute theory... Getting a much better look at him, my my theory of who he is is just shot out the window. Yeah, it's not... <laughs> it's, it's not that kid that 
No, that, um, it's not. I, I, I can run up when Jigen I'm wrong. I may have been right with. about Housing Complex C, but I am wrong about this one. <laughs> Would have been an interesting twist, but... I really thought that that's what they were setting up for, because that's really what it looked like, but no. No, definitely not. Not with that look. Yeah. This, uh, this kid also seems a little bit older. Yeah, that's actually immediately what threw me off. I'm like, oh. Like, when I saw him at the end of the, per- of the of the last story arc, he looked shorter and didn't quite get a good look at him. I'm like, okay, maybe. No, no, gone. Yeah. No. But I do wonder why Moriarty is so much younger than Holmes in this. But uh, That is a good question. Yeah. Also, Is it like... Moriarty Jr.? Ooh. I don't know. There's a lot of characters to keep track of in this oh. season, too. Oh, yes. my goodness. I Bless, was doing a lot of Blessed be the loop on the third wiki. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, well, this is a globetrotting season in which Lupin and the gang go many different places and meet many different people, including, like, a girl per episode. You've heard of the Lupin And they're girl, all but... almost important? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Some Ish, much more than others. Well, they're all connected to, to a central figure. Some of them are? <laughs> well, in some degree. Yeah. That, that central some of them figure... are more, some of them are less, but... Yes. Yes. Some, some of them are, like, these are just girls that his teacher taught at some point in their lives. And uh, others, she definitely did a lot more work with. Yeah, I, I don't know how much work she did with the, with our our friend doing the, uh, our friend Gabby doing the, the crazy uh, yeah, nah. samurai <laughs> Look, we're assuming you all have watched this season and, and we're going to say brainwashing straight oh, up. Straight don't up. Brainwashing, brainwashing is yeah. absolutely in play here. We- we know we're hoping you all if you if you did not watch this season and you're listening to this, well, that's on you. <laughs> well, you listen to we gave you weeks. Half of a, we did. Of a pot? Yeah, I, I don't know why you'd want to do that. But so, uh, first of all, if you uh, didn't listen to the first part discussion that Kuro helmed, you should definitely do that. You should do that. Uh, second of all, you should definitely watch the rest of these episodes. If you, you might say it was a miss, if you it, oh boy. <laughs> If you I missed the opportunity to see them on Toonami, they are still on High Dive. You can watch the dub there. I would actually recommend that you do that because sometimes they uh, they got like... Well, first of all, you get the episode previews, but... Um, Those episode previews are great. Mm, yeah, they are. Uh, some Sometimes there are differences. <laughs> well, also... There's a rewatchability to this season because of how complex the Tomoe arc was. So I think that even if you saw it, it's not a bad idea to rewatch it just because you you might see something you missed. I know there are things that I missed. Oh, yeah. I intend yeah, to watch you, it uh... again with a certain person that I know who you guys know. Don't know if I should shout him out or not, but. Uh... OK, well, yeah, uh, yeah. he's going to have fun when... with this. When you get to the end of the season, you're like, oh, I should probably pay more attention to some of these other episodes involving these other girls. Like, yeah. there's probably yeah. some significance that you did not realize at at some point along the way. Now, that is to say, uh, this, this story involves Lupin trying to find Tomoe, his once mentor teacher, who 
tried to brainwash him into thinking she was his actual mother. And it works for a moment, but he's able to break out of it due to the power of friendship and Fujiko. And, and getting shot. <laughs> yeah, that helps too. Okay, so can I just say one thing? Like, I I was with the whole tracking down Tomoe part to get back what he thought was stolen until the end where it comes out that she had laid this trap of brainwashed women for him to find that were all giving this mind manipulation. I'm sorry. That's a load of horse shit. Like the, 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 the complete like lack of believability there, even for, if you sustain your disbelief for a minute, I mean, not sustain, but, but suspend your disbelief for a minute. It, that was the one part of this that didn't fly for me. And then on top of that, like, she was like getting away from him, but also she was trying to catch him. So like that didn't make sense. It would have been more believable for me if she had been actively trying to not get him to find her and then finding them. It was like, that was the confrontation rather than her trying to capture him. Because if she wanted to keep him, like, I feel like there's an easier way and she could have done that a while ago, but instead of setting this trap, I don't know. Like that was the only part, part of this over elaborate trap that Mm -hmm. I only half understand. Like I, if I tell you, you won't believe me. So I have to somehow trigger your brain with pre things. I implanted into your head when you were young, but I, I can't just do it myself. I have to have it done repeatedly by other people because, okay. But why, why would that work? I don't understand. I, I guess the logic was because, like, the brainwashing that she tried to do on him as a kid didn't work directly from her. So she was trying to spread it through other parts of his life so that it would somehow be triggered I mean, more I, effective. I kind of get it. Specifically like, it, it is a very languages. unrealistic plan, especially by... Lupin is not known for realism, so I'm exactly. fine with it. But yeah, I'm fine with it's it. It's very but convoluted. It, yeah, I, I didn't is, have a problem with it, but I understand Kuro's point. It is yeah. really out there. What What was yeah. the chance of him encountering these women at any period of time? I think it was the, the, the part that I liked was that he's trying to track her down because of this incident in his childhood where he thought she was dead. And now he wants to find her again because of this stolen thing. And he's trying to find out, did she do it or didn't she? And then realizing that she survived and she taught all these other young women like that part was like, oh, that's a really great mystery. Like I was totally hooked for that story. I think this is the part where I would say, and I don't know if this is what you mean, sketch where it fell flat that, that they made that the, the um, final climactic part of this Mm. rather than something else. Like if I were to rewrite this, I would have gone along with like, you know, him finding her and, and her, you know, have been trying to escape him and and having some some truth she found out through the treasure or why they set her up if they had set her up. But we know she didn't. She actually did steal the stuff or something like that, like really interesting, you know, bomb dropping. And then it's an interesting wrinkle that it was actually Lupin who stole those items for her. That was kind of yeah. Neat. That that was Which a good might I mean, imply that, that cool. she's not as good of a thief as she is is saying she is oh 100%. and what, well, that's, that's probably where the brainwashing it. comes into play too because like she was probably wanting lupon because he's so talented as a thief mm-hmm. yeah no, yeah I definitely see that 
Which, which that, I mean, that's why she was trying to manipulate him to thinking she was his mother, you know? And then I, the, 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 the plot twist that really got me was the flower shop owner girl being an assassin. I was oh, like, oh, God. I, I was I trying to figure coming. out what's going on with her since she first showed up. I'm like, who are you? Why do we care about you? No, I thought she was just some some peaceful, passive girl. She got hurt, and he wanted to protect her. And I was like, I buy it. And then, like, oh, plot twist! Like that was that was a great plot twist. I didn't oh, yeah. see that. Yeah. Uh, I will I will say that in the episode where she confronts Ariana, she like she turns on the nasty a little too soon. I'm uh, like, well, you just played your cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Damn. At first, I it was a good it was twist. Actually, going to be the other way around. I, when they were confronting each other, I'm like. Ariana, are you the bad guy? What's going on here? Hey. No, Ari's perfect. Yeah, Ari never did no wrong. She's great though. Like Although even she as a did record potential that villain word for Lupin, and I still don't know why. That. Yeah, I'm not. Mm. Well, she was one of I understand. Correction: Ari did at failed. least one thing wrong. You know, she was. <laughs> I thought she was one of the failed experiments. Like it she didn't was. work. On yeah. Why would she record that for Lupin though? Yeah. She was did. trying to get him to lead her to Tomoe. Then why uh, was she and, and Mafia at odds then? Because that's what Mafia she, wanted. She was trying to get him to lead. Oh, wait, who? So Not, Ma not Mafia. Not, not the assassin. Uh, Ariana. 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 Yagara's uh, new, new squeeze. Yeah, oh they're, they're boy, totally talking about how Yagra totally, totally screwed up there. <laughs> wait, wait, now you're going to have to, because I i can't remember okay, all the so, characters. Ariana is the policewoman from yes. Italy. Yes, yes. She was attacked by Mattia, yes. which was a big twist. And, yes, and Mattia, who we thought was precious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is not. <laughs> or at least she's not just precious. She's uh, a little bit more. <laughs> just a little bit. And Ar but Ariana gave a message to give to Lupin. She gave it to Zenigata, and Zenigata played it off of the tape recorder. Why did she send that oh, message? Oh, because she's pre-programmed to. Ariana was pre-programmed to send that message. All right, I'll buy because that. Because she didn't I have a chance. Because, like, there's no trigger for that. She didn't No, even... I mean, that was the way I understood it. It took me a while to get it. It wasn't a good, it wasn't a good, well-explained, but my understanding is because her, her brainwashing led her to do that and she never got a chance to like if she, meet Lupin because if, if you think that she never did encounter him up front like that that was why she recorded it because she knew Zenigata was going to see him and so that was the only way she could get her well, her message was, out yeah I could see that trigger happening if she saw Lupin for sure but she was like dying I don't know why that's a trigger like that's a yeah, really out there I, trigger. I feel like so much of this is contingent on the fact that we're supposed to view Toe as this master planner of this entire she's playing plot. but when the chess. actual final confrontation happens like she's kind of just taken care of pretty quickly like Lupin just straight up shoots her yeah which is she's not intimidating in the slightest <laughs> no and honestly that that's probably where it falls short is Honestly, she for all she's built up to to do to be, she didn't actually have that good of a plan. Not really. And honestly, it kind of makes me wish that maybe there would have been more focus on like Mafia instead, and that maybe yeah. propped her up as the main antagonist. That would have yeah. been pretty cool. Hey, brainwash Lupin scared me a little bit. Yeah. I was I was really concerned. 
Uh, strategy. Uh, when he was just completely ignoring Fujiko's advances, I'm like, oh no, he's gone. Something's more powerful than Fujiko. <laughs> that dude, yeah, that is a your powerful father. force, man. I only went along with this plan because I got to slap you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep pretending like it doesn't hurt. <laughs> um. Okay, so we have to talk about my mother's documents, I feel like. Oh, man, yeah, that episode is rough. I really liked it, but it is rough. I was thinking about it for a sec, and I finally figured out what that episode reminds me of. It reminds me of the woman called Fujiko Mine, because it's, like, heavily involving brainwashing and, like, fragmented memories. Uh, Viewers uh, finally going to get me to watch that show, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, at least if you like that episode, go. I did like that episode, and, and I tried to watch that when it was new, and I just couldn't get into it. But maybe I just wasn't ready. Maybe you weren't. I hadn't seen part four yet because part four didn't exist yet. I'd seen part two. Well, so anyone who didn't doesn't remember. That's the one where um, a girl is sort of recording a podcast where she's getting to know her mother through her mother's diaries, and. Um, her mother apparently died when she was young and then she had her as a teenager, which we all learn slowly as she's reading her mother's diary. And then it becomes pretty apparent that the boy she thought was her father, the boy her mother really liked, was not the father. It was another boy who who had sexually assaulted her. And it was just dark. It was it dark. Was and then Tomoe comes into play. And like, I got, this is the part I got confused because I was like, whose memory is what and what happened at the end. But like, it was just so disturbing for me to watch that I, you know, and, and I know on the podcast sketches mentioned in the past about, you know, knowing your, your limits for certain things. And this is one of those that you, you, you kind of, if you can tolerate it, you rewatch to kind of get how it ties into the whole Tomoe arc. But I just, I just can't. I can't personally. It's, it's too much for me. Out there, but I really liked it because it slowly builds up what's going on. We're we're getting, you know, r things going back and forth. Also, the uh, the old lady that was the caretaker there, or not the caretaker, but the... Uh, God, I can't think of her name. But the, 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 the lady that was there, she's... The grandmother. Yeah, the grandmother. She's uh, not all there. Yeah. Oh, Anna, I, think I think she was under Tomoe's brainwashing because she was like flashing evil grins and talking to her like she's her mom. And oh, God, there was something wrong. Or there. she and just then, had Alzheimer's. Well, v -Lord, when, as soon can as you... it was all done, as soon as, you know, Lupin saves the day, she would go, oh, yeah, it's good to see you. I'm great. And normal, just fine. I'm really intrigued when you say this reminds you of a woman called Fujiko Mine, that this episode reminded you of that. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess it was, like, the the idea of, like, there being all these fragmented memories and, like, uh, switching between, like, what's kind of reality and fiction with the brainwashing. Because that, that's kind of a common theme in Fujiko Mine about, like, Fujiko understanding, like, what are real memories and what are past and then, like, having to deal with, like, like learning about these traumatic experiences. People are so, not ruled by their memories. Sorry, wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> also a yeah. banger. But, like, yeah. it's a very different type of tone than what you see in, like, a standard, I guess, Lupin episode. So I guess that's what, that was the closest thing that really stuck out to me in similarity it is from Lupin. extremely disturbing what Tomoe tried to do to Finn's mother. <laughs> to 
Uh, the mom's well, name it... was Mario, and the girl's name was Finn. Yeah, Mar mm -hmm. Mario. Mario passed away. I I think she might have died in childbirth. She died in childbirth, from what we could tell. Yeah. Yeah. And so, frankly, what Tomoe was doing was pretty pointless because it, it's not like it even had any lasting effect. Yeah, it but, obviously didn't end but, up working. But the goal was to make her believe that the person who assaulted her was the one she loved. Yeah. It's, Which is really Oh, no, weird. I thought it was the one she loved was the one who was the father of her baby and that she wasn't assaulted. Maybe I got that wrong. It was a very confusing episode. No, 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 because she kept on talking about how the other guy was not not Sean. The other guy was Alan. So, yeah, Alan, Alan was like yeah. the, uh, Alan was was such a stud, and you always loved him, but not me because he's a jerk. Yeah, it's he's even more messed up when like they mentioned the fact early on that like Tomoe was hired by her father too. Yeah, well, like, apparently Jesus. she also worked on Mario's mother as well. So this is like a multiple uh, generational thing. And it clearly was attempting to hit at uh, Finn indirectly through recordings, although I don't know if uh, 4D just was that hardcore, but it almost worked. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was... Yeah, that was a, that was a disturbing... It was disturbing. a very disturbing episode, but I really liked the, the way it was told. It was a very interesting way of going about it. Of, okay, we're delving into the memories, we're delving into this. And also... Like the other episode I really liked, well, I mean, I liked a lot of the episodes, but like the uh, the other episode I really liked, was, which would be uh, uh, Welcome to the uh, Island, it's kind of not a typical Lupin episode. Our, our characters are there, they're doing things, but they're not the focus, And but they're, it's really interesting to see them in a different context. I mean, Lupin was totally saving the day at the end of My, uh, my Mother's Documents. It's just like, yep, Wait, Lupin's here. there was something about that that I just realized. The girl, it wasn't Marie who shot the boy. It was another student because then she mm -hmm. kills herself. Yeah, it was, it was so another, she had another away, uh, victim. Yeah, go, go Absolutely, on. she did. Yeah, so she had another backup who who basically was just a throwaway. Like she used a human being to to oh, commit absolutely. suicide. Yeah, Tomoe is horrible. Just given how she used people like they're you know chessboard pieces. There's some real psychopathy going on here. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just I, this one was really confusing for me. But like that now knowing that that's even more messed up. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, that. it's fine. Like, Your point is absolutely true and valid. And. Honestly, oh. as dark as episode is, I think it's important because it really shows you how screwed up Tomoe is. And I think yeah, it also connects this... like it connects Sorry, back on. to like uh kind of what happens in the final episode too, where we see like that past of Mafia and like the yeah. fact that like Tomoe was basically raising her as a child to be a killer. Yep. Like mm -hmm. she took away her entire like life just to make her a killer. Just yeah. so that she could uh, you know, deliver a message to Lupin for her. Yeah. Indirectly. Somehow. And and honestly, honestly, I think it it adds to what made it interesting, you know, about the mystery is because you start off with what you thought was a, a guardian who was a, a person of intrigue, and gradually she reveals herself to be the witch of the name of the ark. Like she reveals herself to be a proper villain. You know, she goes from being you know int intriguing and fascinating to horrible. Um, and so that, that 
interesting character development. But 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 the whole Matea thing actually makes it even more even more fascinating that and and I kind of wish now that they had focused more because you just had a few minutes where you saw her childhood raised in his assassin. I'm like that could have easily been a whole episode just about her and her being raised. Yeah, I kind of wish that, that that we actually got that. Yeah. yeah I I would have been good to get more Matia just to figure out because when she first shows up, Lupin acts like he knows who she is for some reason. And yeah, I I actually went there. back to the beginning of that episode when I finished it, I'm like why does he know her? Did I miss something? Because she used to be precious. More, more precious. <laughs> I mean, she was. I, and I she did like precious. her in that episode. Yeah, he was, was, was kind of keeping tabs on her when she was working at the flower shop. Yeah. yeah. Why? <laughs> I thought I that's because he was, like, really... being a, a baller. <laughs> like, I mean, just uh, yeah. Because <laughs> it was, like, in the first uh, like first episode of this arc, like, he kept buying flowers for the, like, plan there. And then he, like, visited her in the hospital afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there may not have actually been a connection there before he saved her. And that's when her memories awoken. And then they conveniently bumped into each other in some other country. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> and I honestly... Plot armor. I, I mean, Monty is a, is a bad girl, but... I really liked the older brother, younger sister dynamic between those two oh, in that, that episode. Absolutely hilarious. Also, Lupin being like, you know, older brother, maybe. <laughs> very older brother. The very <laughs> older brother. The very older brother. I love how she almost brother. lets it slip that it's Lupin to, to um, Zenigata and Cruz. She's like, Alu, I mean, my very older brother. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty amusing. The, um... <laughs> the the fact that there was this sort of shamelessness associated with death in this episode i felt like it's such a turn from the italian adventure which is more lighthearted and even the last season like this one they didn't have any problem they didn't shy away at all from killing characters off and and not just being that there was there's a lot of characters that um you want to talk about that we have our uh lady from that two-parter who just dies and we never really get a good resolution to that and i was hoping we would i mean obviously we, t- we took out tomoe who's ultimately responsible but yeah yeah i mean the credits we just see like her like posters like in the city yeah, yeah. Hazel, hazel hazel did die yep she totally she died was, she was murdered by Matea. For what reason other than she was also one of Tomoe's students? Because she wanted to piss off Lupin to get Lupin to go. She was using the same kind of weird, not really making sense logic that Tomoe did. And I, yeah, I don't know why Hazel had to die. And honestly, that could have used a lot more. They built this character of Hazel up in a two-parter. She's amazing. She's great. You murder her. Cool story. Want to see what's going on with it. And then just, it's gone. Well, they could have given a reason. There didn't seem to be a good reason for exactly. it. But but if they'd focused on Matea being, you know, having a... a, a mm, come to think yeah, of it, she... Yeah. Uh, Matea might have been hired to kill her. That still would have been something we, we, we could have got. Or maybe some kind of, like, her... Her, you know, they're preconditioned to not encounter each other, and if they do, they react that way. Or maybe Matea just doesn't want any other women encountering Lupin, or something like that. Like, well, given more any reason. of those things would be fine if they told us. 
But we yeah, need none, a, none of that was really mentioned. But we need was, a Tome Away brainwashing rule book here to explain. <laughs> we, yes, we, we need the equivalent of the Red Cross book from Evangelion to explain <laughs> what's going on here with, with, with all of this brainwashing. It, it's that ridiculous. The rule book. I like that. Uh, you know what episode was fun? Oh, I think I know. And I think I agree. The two terrible ladies. Yes! yes. Two terrible ladies was fun. Always like it seeing a rich guy get dunked on. Oh, yeah. That guy mm-hmm. was horrible. Especially a rich guy with a cult. Oh, God. Yeah. I just love to see the other side of Fuji Go. the end state of Twitter? That's <laughs> right. I don't actually recall seeing Fujiko like have a girlfriend relationship with any other character. So this was kind of really fun to see her have a friend and to, you know, have this moment with a friend. And she's just like, okay, yeah, let's do this. You know, I love how can't read the room and ask for a three way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't mean it that way, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, they had a, they threw in like they made it dark too by throwing in the child slavery and child trafficking yeah. shit. Well, but but how like they tied I it love... into the overall storyline. Yeah, yeah, they really they really wanted to to curtail any fun we might have with like something depressing. Um, but it was a fun episode because it was just like they seemed to be clicking. Like Amelia's a fun character. I like her character design. I want to see her again. She, she yeah, was where's her Fujiko Amelia spinoff? Yes! Yeah. Uh, Amelia's going to be busy being a mother for a... The Adventures of Amelia and Fujiko. And, 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 oh, and then you have an episode where Lupin has to babysit, and he's with... Um, ah! He's with <laughs> Three men and a baby! Yes! Three men and a baby! I same thought as you. I was literally about to say that. Three men and a baby, Lupin style. That needs to be the the off episode in the next season. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe Lupin Zero will give us something. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. Oh. Wow. Terrible yeah, ladies. Love it. She's just yeah. such a cute character design, like with her her like pink hair and her her purple jacket, you know, and she just got these rosy cheeks. I I just loved her character design. She 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 kind of had this fun vibe to her too. So. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, yeah. There were there were quite a few rather fun episodes in this batch, uh, including, of course, the Samurai Collection. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that one! That one just made me die laughing the entire time. Where Goemon is handpicked to be a model, his true calling. That yes. was a great episode. I loved it. Um, I also really liked uh, uh, the the wedding bells ring uh, with the sound of gunfire because every seeing... season Jigen has to have a love story with a doctor. Yep, it, it has it's to a happen. Rule. Honestly, this one reminded me more of Goodbye Partner than anything else. Hmm. You know what it, it it gave me a feel for of like that classic noir. Like, the story really had a classic, cheesy, noir style to it. Absolutely. It and was actually, the more I think about it, I think that one was probably my favorite episode of this half. Yeah, I, I liked the way they they try to, like, with, with Lupin, they try to do kind of connections back to the inspiration material 
which was in that time period where these these noirs were were starting to become like more popular. And so an episode like this where they have it, it, the storytelling be more noir, where there's like a jewel that's really mysterious and like the woman and she's not really a femme fatale. She's just a woman of the past. And it's about like Jigen and his internal monologue and all that jazz. And it's just, it's just a lot of fun. I I really love that kind of, that style of, of storytelling. And then when they throw it in as an off episode, you know, I'm like, okay, I feel this. Let's see where this is going. And then in the end, she's like, I didn't really like that in the end, it revealed that she only, she went to, to Lupin to like see him again. I was like, they could have gone without having that at all. I don't think that was a necessary scene. I only like it because it's set up at the end. The, the, the great pun from Chicken about, I don't need any tears. Oh, <laughs> they threw that thing into the ocean. That yeah, was but upsetting. he did it because he was because he had a joke, and I, just that is the most Jigen thing to do ever. It's true. I my I, reaction. I, I, I honestly really like the fact that she was pulling the strings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's definitely a bit convoluted. They didn't need to throw the tear into the ocean. I no, didn't do that. I couldn't laugh at Jigen's joke. <laughs> that was literally the only reason he did that. Tears. That's such a jackass thing to do. <laughs> I know, but it's great. It's it's it just the, the the way it's set up and executed. Just just it, it's hilarious. It's like, nah, I don't need no tears. So Cheesy noir lines. Like why? That's like the noir essential. You got to have like a cheesy line. Yes. But, and it works yeah. great. I I literally showed it completely out of context to a buddy of mine who just ended up just dying. Yep. And let us not forget at least the uh, third, uh, at least uh, somebody who is third place in the Lupin fan club. <laughs> The Chinese super security woman. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that was fantastic. Yes, it was. She was, she was, yeah, she was a, uh, <laughs> she was hardcore standing Lupin. <laughs> yeah, she was, uh, she she was delightful. Uh, Lin Lin Fang. It was really cute. <laughs> that was that was fun. I did like at the end. Lupin's just like, yeah, try harder next time. It's okay. <laughs> She's just like. Oh. <laughs> I, I liked it better when they reveal the reason she's doing it is because she's obsessed with him. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes this a lot more. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. not quite the way I would try to catch a bow, but I mean, she did catch his attention, and that that's maybe what the purpose was. <laughs> Look, when you're dealing with the world's greatest thief, you got to do something pretty spectacular to. That's true. Impress yeah. him. Yeah, she was super cute. She had the the glasses. The yeah, she was really cute. How dare she <laughs> take her glasses off at the end? I know they were really adorable. I don't know why. Like he, why he said that she looked better without them. I actually found that a little offensive. <laughs> Shame on you, Lupin. She looks really great with her glasses on. It's very upsetting. Upsetting. Uh, we we briefly touched on the. Uh, the, the mermaid episode, but I just wanted to point out uh, that Deneen Melody played a character who was like her polar opposite of her character in in 
romantic killer <laughs> in that she just craves the romance. <laughs> oh, the island of bubbles. Yeah. Oh, no, we the, hadn't talked about that yet. The Lupin fan. I briefly brought up, but only like tertiarily. And I, I did yeah. really like this episode. It was, it was the a fun, wine. relaxing episode. Which, now that I think about it, takes place right before a very, very, very stressful episode. So, yeah. Oh, that was well planned. Yeah, it's a yeah. good whiplash. I thought it was such a stupid episode, but in hindsight, it was fun. <laughs> it's fun watching our characters be dumb. And I mean, I liked I liked the fact that the, the guys are really clueless and the way that um, she's got a whole fangirl like she she's writing her own comics and descriptions and that part of everything, you know, and, and, and having Fujiko wear this mermaid the costume. Samurai. <laughs> he's a, he's an he's an artist. The student samurai. The student samurai. And they're just trying to fish. <laughs> and then Jeekin's dandy. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. I, I I couldn't help but think of Space Dandy in that situation. Me neither. <laughs> Look, we walked away from the Samurai Collection without talking about how wonderfully ridiculous the ending of that is when they're all participating at the fashion oh, show. Oh, God, yes! Oh, yeah. Where Lupin crashes the fashion show and just starts going along with it. That was my favorite part. Oh, that, that was, was my fun. favorite of that the whole season. Like, my, the entire season, that was the best part of it for me. Why is Zenigata at this one fashion show? I feel like Lupin will be here. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. My gut tells me. He always should listen to his gut. His and gut has not steered him wrong. Like, Goemon's like, you're not going to ruin this fashion show for me. And Lupin, <laughs> he's just being a shit. And it's awesome. Isn't it? Oh gosh, I I actually I think I made a comment when I actually watched it to you guys. I'm just like, this is this is great. This is just too it's, insane. It's highly rewatchable. And then I love that Gabby's like embracing all of it. She says, "This is amazing. This is art." And I'm like, "Yeah, it is. <laughs> Performance art. <laughs> Performance art's a kind of art." <laughs> let's, let's talk about her manager who has very strict rules about. Dogs are fine as long as they're small, but absolutely no samurai. How did he even get recruited? How did he even get recruited? I wonder. I'm trying to think like how he became the model to begin with. There was no transition. She just saw him on out in the ice. Saw him out in the ice and said, "That's my model." (laughs) A perfect specimen. I think she saved him from drowning too. She absolutely oh, did. Okay. Which meant he was indebted to her. So he was going to go along with whatever. But he really took it seriously. I thought that was a dream. I, I don't think so. I, no, I, I didn't mean, think of that way. No, no, I, I'm saying I I misread that entirely. Oh, I see. <laughs> I misread that so It came so to me badly. in a dream. That must have been one of the moments when I was drinking too much wine. <laughs> could, could be. Could it be. comes on pretty late. <laughs> I can't guarantee in what state I'm going to be by the time it comes on on Toonami. What can I say? <laughs> Another reason you can watch it on high if You can watch it when you feel like it. Sure. Yes. Sure. The DVR. I'm really, really that. glad that this went to the Toonami audience. Cause this was a, like all, you know, complaints aside, this was a solid run. It was. Yeah. It was a good time. I mean, Lupin and Tsunami go hand in hand at this point. They really yeah. do. Yes, they do. And Jason went back to TMS recently. <laughs> I wonder what he's going to get this time. Ooh. Part 7 one. 
I mean, I, I would Zero. love to see him do like part one, but I don't think that's going to happen. How how does this compare to the um, manga? I mean, oh. it's very different from the manga at this point. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, the Lupin yeah. manga is pretty. The only thing that's even close to the Lupin manga is part one. Everything else is like vastly different. Yeah, part one has some loose adaptations from the manga, but everything after part one kind of just does its own thing. Oh, so this is all original. Yeah. It's been basically. that way for quite some time, and honestly... Oh, I didn't realize that. From yeah. what I've heard, because I haven't actually read the manga myself, honestly, we're better off for it, because the manga is uh, interesting. The is manga's good, but it's very different, and... uh kind of rapey in the early that's parts. what i was referring to that's mm. exactly why i'm glad doesn't not... the manga have a very different uh, interpretation of holmes or not actually holmes yeah i don't remember it exactly but like part two i think there are multiple holmes. different homes yeah i think kind of kind of like how part two yeah there's three homes. there are three different ones in the um i remember in the anime the manga. Different ones. oh in the manga too huh yeah because right. I, I looked this up before we recorded the first half mm -hmm. of this. Yeah. yeah. Early Lupin in the manga is also weird because like they have multiple characters that are called like Jigen, Goemon, and Fujiko, but they aren't regular characters until like halfway through the first series. Huh. So it doesn't even have its own canon? No. L Lupin is like a mess in terms of canonicity. <laughs> Lupin does what he wants, more or less. Yeah, basically. That feels right, somehow. Oh, I mean, he said it himself, but he had Ritzo tie him down. Ah, that's true. Classic Although, Lupin. I throwing away something of significance. Box. What's in the box? Come on, we made this big deal yeah. about it. I want Even if the characters don't know, I want to. Hey. Yeah. That was really annoying. But that ending sequence was beautiful where oh. he just goes away with his friends. That was just mm -hmm. chef's kiss. Love why, why did Zeddy gotta just let him get away that day? <laughs> I think it was more of an honor between... I mean, they, he, between the two, you take out the psycho killer before you take out the world thief. Yeah, Zeddy gotta just has his priorities straight. Uh, right. <laughs> I mean, uh, she yeah, she killed a cop. Now she didn't well, she actually. tried to kill a cop. Oh, attempted she, murder she of a cop. And, and she would, cop. He even kind of comments, if you actually died, you would be in a much worse position. Yeah, that's true. So I feel like that's a way worse crime. Oh, yeah. No, and that's, it, it's a priority. Worse to kill a cop than to kill a politician. And and because they blew up the mansion, there's no Tomoe body. So he can't, mm. he can't even charge Lupin with a murder. Yeah. Well, he didn't well, he have plenty of things he could charge him for, though. Yes. Again, it comes down to Zenigata was by himself. So there's only so many people he can arrest by himself. And I suppose. If you're going to arrest someone, <laughs> you're going to see Lupin again. Period. There's well, that is true because he found him immediately. Plus, he uh, enjoys chasing armor. Lupin. Yeah. That's true. He's really, he doesn't even know what to do with himself when he's not chasing him. <laughs> yeah, it's like that part one episode. episode. Part five. Uh, but... I think it's part four where, where he captures him and it just like doesn't mm -hmm. know how to deal with himself. Yeah. Okay. I have to say the beginning part of this arc though 
where you have little Lupin in this mansion and they're talking about the legacy of thieves was tantalizing. Just the background that we've been dying to have about Lupin, the the third and how they're talking about maintaining the name. And it was just such a great element to highlight the legacy of his grandfather, you know, who, who he's of course named after and who's, you know, was the inspiration for this whole series and, and whatnot. But like, I don't think we've ever seen an actual background on Lupin before. This was like the most we saw, right? And maybe you would know better than me, V-Lord. Yeah, I mean, they've like shown depictions of like Lupin the second and Lupin the first, like in the manga, but there's never been like a concrete history about like what Lupin did as a child beyond yeah. like anecdotal stories. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, as exciting as the idea of them actually explaining it would have been, I didn't believe they'd do it for a minute. Yeah, me neither. That, that's no, part of the mystery of Lupin. Like, you don't yeah. know really what's real and what's not real about his past. Well, they give you just enough information, like, not, not you know, giving you everything, but just enough to be like, oh... Oh, okay. So, like, he had some training, and there's a legacy he's upholding. Of course, he's doing everything his own way, like we would expect from him. But just like that, that aspect of it was very, you know, revealing in a fun sort of way. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah. Well, perhaps. <laughs> There was enough criticism. I mean, I doubt this actually happened, but let's joke that there was enough criticism that we didn't get enough about Lupin's childhood in this series. So the reaction was, okay, now we're going to do Lupin Zero. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> or maybe they just said, hey, this is cool. Why don't we do more of that? That's more likely. Because, I mean, it's... <laughs> Yeah, I did find it interesting when they announced Lupin Zero, though, that they did specifically say they're adapting some of the kid Lupin stories, which I'm happy with because, like, those are really good. But it's like they're they're also, like, much closer in tone to part one Lupin. So it's kind of interesting. interesting they're going with those. Yeah, having seen most of part one at this point, I need to finish that. But uh, I'm actually all for it. Uh, part one Lupin is not as different as people make him out to be, honestly. It kind of mellows out by the second half. Yeah, it, it, it honestly it mellows out after like the first two episodes. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess the worst of it's in the first two. <laughs> mm. If you say so. I honestly feel like the main thing that happened in in the second half is we got a better theme song because oh god that theme song in the first uh, half. Oh yeah. Yeah. First theme song. Mm. <laughs> Kuro, Kuro, are you even sure what he's talking about? <laughs> falling asleep. It had this like, like they were trying really hard to do the noir thing, and it was like a horrible fail, and it was just it's fan fucking tastic. And then there's what they actually ended up settling on in the end of part one, which is just like this. Wait, what? Are we in are, are we in Mexico now? This is awesome. <laughs> They're the, just repeating his name over and over. The second one. Oh, no, no, did that's the second one. That's the second job. intro, which is just that one's weird. And no, they that also one like to say were... the Walther. 
I felt like that one had a more of a noir esque. Like it was jazzy ish. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they just have a lot of fun with it. <laughs> these, like, I feel like with these openings and closings, like they're trying to maintain a certain mood of the series, but they don't want to stray outside of like the style and so like what comes out each season tends to be pretty wacky <laughs> like yeah i will say part, they, uh, we, we've got a standard intro by now with the part two intro basically being the part four five and six intro yeah um, but it's slightly different yeah it's slightly different um you want to talk about uh endings though i like the ending to this back half of part six like 20 times better than the one from the first half oh my gosh it was so uh, uh, well done uh, 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 uh. <laughs> It's light and happy <laughs> Fujiko song. Oh, come on, Kuro, there was cats. I mean, there was a cat there. I don't remember the imagery. I just remember the, the music. I mean, there <laughs> wasn't go watch it it was Fujiko and a cat and like a glass of milk or something. Oh, this sounds familiar. Yeah. Wait, I'm going to look it up right now. <laughs> what have I done? No, no, I'm going to look it up right now. Keep talking about it. I mean, it's like something dramatic happens and then. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But what they chose for this half felt way more Lupin to me. Was it better than the part two ending? I mean, no. But what is? Nothing. I mean, the oh, fact then... that they used the part two ending in the, in the, the, the that episode we were talking about with the, the, the two girls as kind of a Fujiko theme, that should tell you all you need to know about the part two ending. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that ending is literally Fujiko just driving on a motorcycle. Yeah. Can't well, again, they, they, I love that they used it. Um, I, 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 My ears perked up when I heard I'm like, that's the part two ending. Okay. The, the image where it's just a shadowy silhouette of her. She's holding a cup of tea. And that's then the cat was. is walking up and, and there's a little, do you love me? And all I could think was like, I need this in a poster in my house. <laughs> This is amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, no, the artistry on that ending was great. Yeah, the the the, and then they have like blue, brown, and white. Yes, like that that's that screen right there. Just gonna screenshot that, and make that my my background, and <laughs> get that printed and frame for my wall. <laughs> it's perfect, perfect. Mm. Yeah, and it had yeah, it felt it felt very French too. Like it was, it did. It was very French. But the little black supposed kitty. to be England, though. Yeah, it's supposed so. to be in London. No, but they're they're not. He he left London. Remember well, yeah, at the that's, end of... the, the one we're talking about is over the first half, not the second. Oh. The second half one is actually probably would have fit London better. Because <laughs> it has, <laughs> like, you know, the telephone booths and stuff. Ah. Okay, now I'm, I'm super confused. But yes, whatever they said. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't remember. My Doctor Who I, okay, I watched this when I was supposed to. I'm like you guys. I watched this when it was airing and and then finished it out like the last the last arc like all at once from my DVR. Where I mean, I watched guys... the first half of uh, first half as it was airing. Roughly the second half, I basically all watched between like a week ago and then like a couple of days ago. Like. I remembered plot elements, but I definitely didn't remember the openings and endings as well, which is why I'm having to read them right now. Mm -hmm. uh, so I made a 
a, a short call for talkbacks. It was only about six hours, so I didn't expect much. But uh, the only talkbacks we have are from other staff members. So the first up from Stephen Oz. A very fun and mysterious arc. I was surprised that all the women that Lupin met along this arc were under Tomoe's trance. Interesting bit at the end with Lupin throwing away who he is related to. I wonder what that said. Was Tomoe his real mother? Probably not. <laughs> but thank you for the commentary, Stephen. And similarly, Brittany Cooper, another one of our staff who was recently on one of the podcasts, says... Very good arc. Lupin should have kept the box because secretly I wanted to know what was in it. By the right. way, can we call Tomoe obsessed or is that too much? No, obsessed is a word. I think obsessed doesn't get across the point enough. Probably uh, perhaps. Yes. She could have just in all the effort she spent, she could have just had her own baby or even like one of these women she manipulated, you know, actually train them to be what she thought Lupin was or adopted a boy. I'm just so briefly. It seemed like it was setting up for Mattia to be her real child. Yeah, it did. Mm. It did. Uh, For a while, I thought Mattia was killing off the quote unquote fakes. That's what I thought was happening at first. Oh, that would have been interesting. No, she's my mother. She's not your mother. I'm going to kill you. That's what I thought was going on at first. I no, Lupin, we're gonna have a big <laughs> fun. fun. Mattia doesn't care much for de- for uh, mommy dearest. No, no <laughs> definitely not. She was very upset that Lupin killed her before she could. Yeah, but you know, Lupin had to do that because he didn't want Mattia to do it. Did Did anyone else get like hearing Tomoe the name get uh, triggered from playing Ghost of Tsushima? <laughs> no, I was getting triggered ask. as a fan of a certain other show uh, as a certain show jump franchise that I will not name. Okay, because because the Tomoe thing, like like in in the game, I don't want to give it away, but like the whole uh, surrogate daughter thing was part of that story arc, and and I was like, oh, it, that's interesting, you know how that how that you know I don't think it was a purposeful connection; it just was an interesting one and. It made me want to play the game again. But if you haven't played it, play Ghost of Tsushima. It's amazing. I hear good things. As it's so do I. One day so I'll good. play it. It's so good. What is look, wrong with you? Look, none, none of you play this game? I, I don't have a PlayStation. What do you want from me? Get out. Look, Get out look, right now and go do look, it right now. Look, look. Sean Chiplock said the most insightful thing about playing video games recently. Because... People ask him, he's like, well, you were in Breath of the Wild. Have you played Breath of the Wild? And he said, well, Breath of the Wild is not the kind of game that I can just play with with the time that I have. I have to, you know, prioritize various things. And, you know, Breath of the Wild is such a huge game and there's so much to do. And I'd want to do all of it if I started playing the game. So I, I can't start. I can't play it. Like, you know I what? feel that. I respect that, that. I don't understand that at all. I respect that because that's me when it comes to literally any RPG. Yeah, Yo. it's like when I, when I play a Zettelblade game, I have to like dedicate all my time to Zettelblade and do everything. This is why I have yeah. a backlog of way too many JRPGs, half of which are in the Tales series. Well, I get, I get like 
when you play a game, like it changes for a few weeks or months, you're only doing that thing for fun. Like I get that part, but like, I don't get it as a reason for not playing a game because I would like, I would never play any game if that were the case. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you on that, but the problem is, is I'll play a game and I'll get really involved in it. And then I'll just end up dropping it because something else will come up or God knows whatever now, else is going to happen. I will, I will let it take over my life until I've, you know exhausted everything that i can for myself from it and uh yeah and then i and then i won't play a video game for a few months and then i'll do obsess about the next one <laughs> and, and so the cycle continues and shall until I, I can do that with but there's but it, it, it's pretty rare for me yeah this is generally why i tackle things that are not long rpgs and yet Same. you got persona 5 royal i mean i, I did, did manage to and go i haven't through... played it once I did manage oh to go through God. Dragon Quest Eleven, but I took like a hundred hours to be fair. To, do that. to be fair, I didn't get it for Switch. If I got it for Switch, I might actually play it. Get, I, I, sent, I, I sent you charts. I made charts for you <laughs> to share, and I sent them to you so you could play Persona Five. You know, it's funny. Right. So I, I bought that. four on Steam, hoping they could release five, and I'm glad five's out. Uh, but I haven't even played four yet. Yeah, like I own two copies of Royal, and I haven't played either copy. My God, you guys are missing out! It is so addicting in a in the best way. I mean, way. I want five badly. I just I don't have it, but I it's have four. really really fun. I I <laughs> none of I us have played. <laughs> none of us have played Persona Five. You bet you didn't see that one coming. It's on my wanted list. Actually, it's at the top of my Steam wish list. If anyone wants to buy it for me, I, I don't understand. I didn't say it right. <laughs> You get get out of here. You guys do not belong you here. You have failed me. You Look, failed there's, me. Oh, there's way, there's way too yeah, there's way too many anime. Oh god. <laughs> See, I, I way too many be, I'd rather be behind on my anime than behind on my gaming. There's just some things that I, I need to devote games. time Everybody to. Everybody has different priorities. Yes. Tsunami well, and- talk back. Should should Sketch and Laser and V-Lord play Ghost of Tsushima and Persona 5? I can only play one of those because I only I play on PC. Let's make it happen. Tsunami talk back. Oh gosh. If someone wants to buy I'm me a PlayStation, then, then, then maybe. I do have a spare PS4 oh in my, my storage God. in Minnesota. I'm going to get a PS4 from V-Lord now. Bruh. <laughs> A spare PS4. I mean, I have the PS5. Look, I, 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 I should. I, should PS4. I don't want to hear about your PS5s. I still can't get a PS5. I don't want to hear it. I mean, I'm just sitting here on my gaming PC, so, you know, I'm happy. No, I want a PS5. I signed up for all the lists. Yeah, the PS5 what is I want pretty is nice. Steam Deck. That's what I want. I want oh, I that have too. Steam Deck, too. Steam Deck yeah, I know. I saw, you, I saw yeah. your Steam Deck. It was awesome. I just, if, if V-Lord, if you were in front of me, I'd throw food at you right now. <laughs> you, if money can't buy so happiness, I guess I'll have to rent it. <laughs> to quote the great Weird Al. <laughs> oh, boy. We have fun here. Uh, if you have any additional thoughts on Lupin the Third Part 6, you can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. You can follow us on facebook.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast and on Twitter at Toonami Podcast. You can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, Amazon, Anchor, 
like CJ mentioned Anchor recently. And you can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast. And you get the latest news by following at Toonami News on Twitter and read the news, views, and reviews on ToonamiFaithful.com. And if there is any breaking news by the time I release this episode, I'll put it right here. We interrupt this podcast for some... Not exactly breaking news, because they gave it to us so freaking late (laughs) that we're probably not going to have this out before it actually airs. Sorry. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I'm Sketch, and I'm joined by Laser. Hello. And we are here to talk briefly, because Toonami pulled off a miracle. My Hero Academia Season 6 is coming to the block. It probably already aired by the time you hear this. Hooray! Like, legitimately, hooray! Yes, it's... I'm sure I'll bring this up multiple times, but it's like, what a huge difference one show can make. Absolutely. They they basically went from looking a little shabby, a little good, but a little shabby, kind of kind of rough around the edges to oh, we good now. We eating good. We, we good for like six months. I mean, Hero Academia, as always, is great, and I'm to be honest, I've watched some of season six. Very good, very good. I mean, I've read the manga well past anyway, but yeah, yeah. I've only seen, I think, two episodes because I was holding out hope. I'm also holding out hope for Bleach. Oh, God. I I want it. I definitely want it. I think uh, maybe maybe when Yashihime ends, which is exactly around when Maiden Abyss ends, which is also probably when Attack on Titan starts. Well, this is going to be be... uh, exciting February, perhaps. Perhaps, perhaps. (laughs) And maybe we'll get some more of that Sentai goodness when we uh, uh, finish Maiden Abyss. Uh, if they uh, keep replacing a Sentai show with a Sentai show, uh, there's they've picked up some good stuff lately. So I hope they're they're Toonami's taking a good hard look at that catalog of recent things and also recent dubs. Kakashi, Kakashi, Ultimate Survivor. I'm, yeah, yeah. My, my go-to is still going to be Ushio and Tora, cold here. but you know. I mean, Ushio and Tora is such a good choice. It, it um, would be amazing. I, I would be so happy. It would be balls to the wall if they played Akiba Made War. Oh my god. Um, the other one that crazy. I want to see, because uh, thanks to you, actually, I started watching your boy, Kong Ming. Your boy, Kong Ming! And, uh, yeah, let's just say that dub is is a treasure. It is quite good. Quite good. Yeah. So, uh, pay attention to the Sentai catalog, please. But, there, there may be, there may be developments happening. Because, alright, they, it looks like they pulled off a miracle here. It somehow. really feels that. I don't I don't know what they did. Oh, somehow. You, you uh you got a little bit of insight off of Twitter though. Just just a look. I don't usually bug Jason about these kinds of inner business things, but I was way too curious. So the worst that could happen would be he won't reply. So 
I took a stab and I said, hey, is Crunchyroll releasing the death grip a little or was My Hero Academia another show where there was a workaround? And he replied, we believe and hope Crunchy is modifying their approach. We will see. That actually makes a little bit of sense because they have to have been going through their own little turmoil through that merger and staff moving around and everything's been all over the place. Yeah, uh, the, the, it, it could very likely be the case that a lot of what's making it difficult to play Crunchyroll shows is because the rights are a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. But, yeah, I, I don't know. They still kind of want to play in their own court and only their own court for the most part. But they do. They do still put shows on Hulu, including their big, big shows, Spy Family and Chainsaw Man. Absolutely, they do. So, um, so that was a uh, running agreement they had with Hulu. But, you know, they could have been butts about it if they wanted to. I mean, like, oh, here, have this other anime that nobody wants to watch. Here you go, Hulu. Yeah. Well, they sort of inherited that relationship from when uh, Funimation and Crunchyroll merged. Yeah. <laughs> Though there were actually Crunchyroll shows on Hulu at some point. Like, a certain season of Haikyuu was put up there by Crunchyroll. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> who knows? Uh, hard to say whether or not this is boding well for, say, Food Wars' fifth plate. Or fingers. I'm really, I'm really hoping this is a this is a good sign for Doctor Stone. Really hope. You know, me too. I, I I've had a lot of fun with that series. Um, right down to seeing the premiere at Anime Expo 2019. I've talked about it mm -hmm. ad nauseum on the website. <laughs> I, Doctor Stone's great, and I love it being on Toonami. So yes, I would definitely concur with that. Yeah. So let's not get ahead of ourselves as nice as it would be for the spy families and chainsaw men to come to Toonami or Jujutsu Kaisen, finally. Oh, or, you know, the Death Grip being released on Demon Slayer or Mob. Though um, Mob Season 3 is a point of contention for me now. Uh, for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. And, of course, it would play dubbed on Toonami, because that's what they do. Of course, we'd have to get season two before we even get there. Yeah, yeah. And I'd still most... Eh, yeah, I'd definitely still welcome season two. <laughs> but, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Anyway, uh, yeah. Of course, we're looking at this from a distance and saying, oh, they're replaying the last three episodes of season five. Does this mean they're getting season six? Maybe. Oh, they're doing a marathon of the last six episodes of season five. Are they getting season six? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it had us wonder. I remember when we first saw the, the season five announcement, we all were like, did they just typo that? He's like, no. Yeah. No, we did not. <laughs> that, that would have been a way more exciting day. To be sure. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, My Hero Season 6 and Made in Abyss Season 2. We firing all cylinders, baby. Oh, that that's a rerun? Oh, oh, oh man. 
Oh, but it's only going to last three episodes. Okay, 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 okay. Living the life of a Toonami fan. <laughs> it's a roller coaster sometimes. It's been that way for pretty much the last three years, I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> it it took a little longer than uh, any of us were quite expecting, but yes, it's it's here. It's season six of My Hero Academia, which uh, should be keeping that time slot warm for about six months. That's that's a good place to have a nice warm time slot. And hey, it's Hero Academia. Gotta enjoy that. I just yeah. realized we have Hero Academia and One Piece on the same block, and I'm actually really all about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a first, actually, isn't it? I think so. I think so. And both of those, those are two of my favorite Shonen Jump properties right there, so I'm pretty happy about that. Mm-hmm. Now, if only Yashihime wasn't in between Mage and Abyss in One Piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yashihime's fine, but I'd rather watch One Piece, and I can go to bed once One Piece is over. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you you are nicer than me. I go to bed after new material because I'm just like ah, I, I've I've seen this one. But I, I'm glad it's here. I'm happy it's here, but I'm I'm not really watching it on Toonami. Mm. Honestly, sometimes I just live tweet the episode even if I'm not watching it. Well, that's fair enough. If I, if I wasn't doing other things on on that around that time, I'd probably do the same. Mm-hmm. But I also have all of this on DVD. <laughs> Right. Yes, of course. Of course. Oh yeah. It's uh it's good news. It's uh it's it's a it's a Christmas miracle. It is a Christmas miracle. And what we don't or know that this is Thanksgiving be... miracle, perhaps. You know what? Let's give it to the turkey. Christmas gets enough miracles, so we'll call it a turkey miracle. Turkey miracle. Yeah, but we don't right. know where this is going, but Hey, I mean, at least so you're saying it has a chance. Now we can we can always say that now. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty much given up on even that, and now I can actually have that. I'll take it. Agreed. It's uh, it's nice. It's comforting. It's not actually incredibly exciting because you know it's just more of what you've come to expect from tsunami and i'd really like to see them branch out more but they needed a win they, <laughs> they needed, needed a win they oh oh boy they really they they needed a big draw because <laughs> you know Ratings really aren't that important, but y- y- you still kind of need to get some eyeballs on this stuff. Well, it's good to have an anchor and be like, hey, I'm showing up for your academia. Oh, hey, what else? What's this? Oh, hey, what's this? That's a good way to get people to watch. Yes, it is. So good, good to have it back. Good, good to be plus ultra again. And I guess uh, <laughs> that's 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 about it. Uh, so, Laser, we uh, we 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 have to do a a Maiden Abyss update pretty soon. Oh, as the as as the journey continues. Oh I was, man, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Maybe maybe the next podcast. Ooh. Get it. Get it in before the holidays. That could we'll be, see. That that could we'll be. See. That could happen. That you could, could hear happen. about my great trauma. <laughs> Everybody's trauma. Yeah. Ugh. Made in Abyss season two, not for the the fate of art. Nope. <laughs> I, I learned and that. Now after it'll be the airing movie. right after new episodes of My Hero Academia. You know, that's actually somewhat oddly fitting given where Hero Academia is gonna go. <laughs> Honestly, when they uh, they started Made in Abyss season two the same night that they were playing one of the origin episodes of Shigaraki, I was like, hmm, this is a. Uh, <laughs> It's a Lots of episode. bad things happening to children for an hour. Yes. Now, now we just need to throw Promise Neverland and you get the trifecta. <laughs> yeah, well... They only have season two, which doesn't exist, so... Uh, uh, yes, yeah. I guess that would be a problem, because, yeah, season two. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, well, I mean... They could have ran that instead of Primal, but we're much better off with Primal reruns. I definitely agreed. Yeah. Well, the schedule has changed, but if you don't know what it is, at midnight, new episodes of My Hero Academia, season six, at 1230, Made in Abyss, at 1 a.m., Yashihime, at 1.30, One Piece, at 2, Naruto Shippuden, and at 2.30, Primal. A concise three-hour block with five premieres. Not a bad day to be a Toonami fan. Indeed. Indeed. Things are... Things are looking up. And with that, uh, back to this previously recorded podcast. That sure was interesting, or wasn't? <laughs> I, I object to whatever that news was. I don't know what I'm objecting to, but I object to it. Or maybe I don't. I don't know. That was hilarious. <laughs> Seemed like a good enough place to do that. Yeah. Uh, Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. We're done with the loop on conversation. We're, we're done here. <laughs> yes. So. Ah. Uh, Laser, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at LaserKidPrime, at least as long as that platform has not gotten blown up yet. Uh, and you can find me on uh, VLord's many, many podcasts, but most usually the Demon Slayer podcast. And VLord, tell us about the VLord podcasting universe. <laughs> yes, sure. So to start off, you can find me on Twitter at VLordGTZ. Uh, and then I write various things for Tsunami Faithful as well as MangaMavericks.com. So you can check out my writing over there. Um, and then I do a bunch of podcasts. Uh, the Demon Slayer podcast, that D Slayer podcast is kind of the big honcho of the group. Uh, but there's also the Dumb Weebs podcast, that Dumb Weebs pod, Saturday Night Shaggy at Sat Night Shaggy, and Over Soul Shaman King podcast at Shaman King Pod. So uh, check out all those. And Kuro, where can they find you? 
you can find me uh, really enjoying Twitter <laughs> burning <laughs> <laughs> at Happy Kuro Kitty. Uh, I'm I'm getting a huge kick out of all of this, <laughs> but though it looks like they pulled the uh, as of the the time of this recording, they have pulled the uh, fake true verification service. <laughs> so verificate gate or whatever we're calling it has ended temporarily. Oh, um, I, I know. Fun with that. I'm so disappointed. Um, you can also find me writing stuff on tsunamifaithful.com and we, we do mean it when we say tsunami talk back, you don't have to be Hemingway to tweet at us. We like to hear your real genuine thoughts as long as they're not mean. We care. Right, Sketch? Mm -hmm. Where can they find you? But you can also find me on Twitter as it burns to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I am at Sketch1984 on Twitter. I saw somebody comment on how, why would you want to leave Twitter? This is one. This is the only opportunity you have to make a rich man's life miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Not just one, but many. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. It, and if you're wondering, check the uh, Lily, the Eli Lily stock stocks uh, options. They've they've plummeted the past few days, and it's amazing. Uh, oh, Mr. Musk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> it wasn't a good plan <laughs> <laughs> but it was the right just, plan it was a beautiful I plan just can't it was correct. Do any, i just can't stop laughing it's just better and better but was it a better plan than tomoe's <laughs> yes no no even even <laughs> yes bad, but only was, by us <laughs> yes because it ended up with hilarity instead of horror <laughs> Not intentional. No, but I, I'll take the outcome. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, thank you all for listening to this spirited conversation. It sure was a fun ride. It was a fun ride. <laughs> yes. Then we're gonna let you live it down. No, I will uh. never forget that I said that way <laughs> too much last time on we talked about Lupin. It's the new anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yes, thank you for listening to the podcast. Whenever we put it out, uh, it's been pretty regular lately. We might be slowing down a bit. You know, holidays coming up and uh, folks are getting busy. But uh, we sure did put out a lot of content recently. So if you haven't listened to our interviews with Maki or with uh, Housing Complex C's own uh, Kaylee Mills and Xanthi Hyun, then you should definitely listen to those. They're very good, uh, especially the Maki one. I had a, a lot of fun talking to Maki with V-Lord. Mm -hmm. yeah, we had a good time. I'm so time. jealous. Yeah, we're sorry you couldn't be there. I know, me too. I was in New Orleans. Well, <laughs> you were in New Orleans. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Where, hey, fun fact. You can walk around outside on the streets and drink wine, which is like perfect for me. So I, I had a good time. <laughs> it does sound like an unparalleled amount of freedom compared to the rest of. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know what that's about. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wonder about those uh, liquor laws in public. They just seem kind of. Unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Or they're oddly specific. Like, like you can have liquor here, but you can't have it here. Yeah. Or like, oh, you have to have it in a paper bag like that somehow. You have to have it in a paper bag. Yeah, that's weird. I feel like that just makes you look like a hobo. <laughs> exactly. It does. It does. You're right. <laughs> Guaranteed hobo cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before we offend anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> look. Are we really going to offend anybody who bothers to walk around drinking their booze with a paper bag? Fair enough. <laughs> who listens to this podcast? Who listens to this? That's a very specific <laughs> demographic. That is a very interesting demographic, yes. Yes, very. And this, this is rated for mature audiences Very anyway. particular, yes. Though we did a pretty good job about not saying any bad words in this one. Hooray! No, I think I definitely dropped an F-bomb. I Probably. Not the best at not doing that, but I think I did okay this time. <laughs> I try to do that at least once per episode. <sighs> I'm kidding. I don't actually think that, that far <laughs> <laughs> It just happens. Language happens. It just happens. Fish happens. <laughs> Uh, yeah. That's a podcast. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And until next time, we're punching out. Peace. Never forget everlasting verification. <laughs> Any Anybody else have a, a ankling to call their mother? TF podcast, the blooper reel. 